They said getting started was the hardest part, but no one told you how hard it is to scale a custom service business. It's time for your team to step up, but your clients want you. Discover how to scale to seven figures and beyond by freeing up time and getting your team to run whole parts of the company so you can focus on scaling profits. This is the Hands-Off CEO with Mandy Ellefson. Hello, welcome to another exciting episode of the Hands-Off CEO podcast. I am your host, Mandy Ellefson, and I am so excited to be sharing with you this episode today. We're going to be talking about how to ramp up sales and really ramp up growth and get to the next level and how to overcome plateaus. So many people mistakenly think that growth happens in a linear fashion, but that's not how it works at all, is it? There's these up and down times and you have these bursts of speed where you up level and it's followed by plateaus. And the trick is to maximize the time then when you are in the burst of speed and keep a level head while you're in it and to remain as profitable as possible. And then if you need a little bit of breather, take one, but don't get too comfortable where you're at and have a plateau happen for very long. So to get to the next level, you need to innovate. And if you've been in a plateau for very long, you probably need to shock the system a bit, actually. So when you're either overcoming stagnation or ready to up-level, it's actually a really good time and it's really useful to bring on an outside perspective. And if you stagnate for too long, what you actually see happening is you start to backslide. Maybe you've seen that in your business before, but this is not only frustrating, but it puts you at a huge risk because your revenue drops, but your operating costs stay the same. So you're actually becoming less profitable. And now you're faced with cutting costs that maybe leads you to have to lay off good people that you've spent years training. And now that you do that, you even have less people deal with growth when it actually does happen. So you dig yourself even deeper and the opportunity cost is just outrageous, the opportunity cost and all that you're missing. And it's stressful and discouraging for you, but it's also demoralizing for your team. So what you want to do is you want to stop the downward spiral before it even starts. Because once that downward spiral happens, you also have less and less resources to actually do something about it. So you want to stop the spiral before it even happens. And if you're a smart person, you bring on outside support. And that's just what one of our clients actually did. I'm going to call her Melody because I want to keep her anonymous for a couple of reasons. So Melody had a strong, high multiple six-figure company, but it was too dependent on her because the work was really custom and it just couldn't grow without her. So what we did for Melody was in stages. And I'll just kind of walk you through these stages so you can listen for where you're at, like what would really be beneficial for your company. So we need to first deal with the profit issue. She didn't take home as much as she deserved. And she was also working too much and she just wanted her weekends back, obviously, you know. So within two weeks working together, she was able to accomplish a lot more in less time. And we cut 11 hours off of her work week. And Melody stopped working weekends altogether. So freeing up time for growth and getting the CEO's personal work-life balance in order was level one. So level two was on the profit side. I mentioned she wasn't making as much money as she really should have for the business at that level. It was approaching seven figures. Remember that backsliding I talked about earlier? Yeah, that's what was happening in her business after she had split with a partner. And the spiral downward had already happened. What we did is we found $84,000 of extra profit hiding in her business. And this went directly to her family. 
And she was able to do that without having to lay off any good people. So that was the first two levels that we accomplished in the first week working together. And what I want you to be thinking about here is what is your next levels? So moving on, now that this business was compensating the owner well and was giving her the free time that she deserved, it was at a sustainable place to scale to reach seven figures. So at this next level, we streamlined her services into offers that added a lot more value with a fraction of her time as the owner. So more growth was happening and her team was stepping in in bigger ways and they were able to develop a tighter system for how they did strategic work. And what that did is it pulled her out of a lot of that work and she was able to focus more on growth. I started hearing from Melody less and less as she took more vacations with her family. And then about six months in, she dropped off the radar without a word. And this is a little bit hard for me to share publicly, which is why I keep her name anonymous. But I got an email a couple months later explaining what had happened. And her husband had suddenly passed away and she had dropped everything to be there for her grieving teens. It was really sad. But fortunately, the work that we had done to help grow the company had also gotten her more and more out of the day to day. And she expressed both gratitude and shock that her business was running 100% without her. So nine months later, a total of nine months, her business had been running without her. Her seven-figure company was still generating income completely without her and with the highest cash reserves ever. Now, this is probably never going to happen to you. At least I really hope not. And you don't even want to be completely out of your business because you love the work that you do. But what would be possible if your company wasn't so dependent on you? And if your time wasn't the growth bottleneck, if you were confident that the margins were there to replace yourself in the day-to-day without quality dropping and maybe even have quality improve. So that's the kind of growth that is possible as you become a hands-off CEO. And that is also precisely why it's short-sighted to wait to get outside support when you can benefit right now. So Melody is really glad that she didn't wait. And I could share a lot more stories that didn't end quite as well, but I'll spare both of us and just stick to talking about growth levels. So what I'd like to share with you are some different approaches to getting that feedback so that you can really maximize the journey that you take as you keep leveling up. So a common way that I see that does not work is hiring some miracle operations manager or some employee that's just going to come in and save the day. This person may have a lot of experience in operations and more than you do, and you have this expectation that they're going to come in and whip things into shape. So I've never seen this work well at this stage. So anything you can do to remove yourself from the day-to-day is going to help. And I think that's the intention of this approach, but you need a very clear strategy for how you're going to get ROI from hiring this role and bringing them in at this stage is very risky. So you can have good results and a lot of my clients do, but you really need a good strategy moving forward to make sure, especially if you're bringing that person into high growth stage, that you have your ducks in a row so that they can really benefit the business and maximize that profit. Otherwise, what ends up happening is you it leads to just kissing a lot of expensive frogs and feeling just kind of frustrated that didn't quite work out and maybe even delay bringing on that role when the time is right and then you miss out on another opportunity. So what I recommend is an outside perspective. And there are a few kinds of outside perspectives that are invaluable. One is a quality committed peer group 
who is around where you're at and not too far behind because you won't get as much value, but not too far ahead because you won't relate with some of the challenges that they have and you probably won't be able to add as much value either if you're too far behind them. But what's good about this approach is that you can get an abundance of experiences and approaches from people who have been there and have made some progress. But what's bad is that you also get an abundance of ideas and experiences and that can be overwhelming and not all ideas are helpful. And you also are hearing from people who found one way to make it happen in one circumstance. So your circumstances will likely be different than theirs. So you'll need to know how to modify it for your circumstance. So another option is a mentor who has done what you've already done. This can be great because it can really help you expand your vision of what's really possible. And it can be very useful because you can model what they did. But one of the drawbacks, again, like with the peer group, is they found one way and one circumstance to accomplish this. So their advice and mentorship can be invaluable, but they may also have unique challenges and circumstances where what they did doesn't quite apply to your circumstance. And because they are an expert that one thing that they've done, they might not see multiple ways that you could accomplish the same thing and maybe in a more efficient way. And it might also be a little bit dated too based on where the current market is. So those are just some things that you need to take into consideration with that. Another option is an expert who has solved the problem you have over and over again. And their focus is not on running a business like yours and doing some coaching on the side to show people how they did it, but rather on teaching a methodology that has been developed and proven with many businesses like yours and an approach that's flexible and can really meet you where you're at with challenges you currently have. And a downside to this is that oftentimes you won't get to actually work with the creator of the method. They might not be the one who is actually like helping you implement it. And it's not uncommon to be kind of pushed off to a junior level coach who's low paid and has very little experience. Having been a victim to one of these type of programs. I really loathe this. While I have a fantastic system, I am only ever going to bring on coaches who are high paid and have specialties. So that's one of the things to look for if you are going for a proven methodology and just to make sure that the person who you actually get support for knows what they're doing. And if they're not getting paid very well, then you probably don't want them as a mentor, right? You want someone who you actually can learn from and knows what they're doing. So all three of these approaches I shared are useful for different reasons. And everyone needs a mentor of some kind, even if it's just someone that you meet for coffee once a month and gives you feedback here and there. And I actually incorporate all of these approaches into our flagship Scale to Freedom growth program. Actually, we have coming up our biannual hands-off CEO retreat where our tribe of B2B service companies gather to share some high-level ideas. And we work through and release limiting beliefs. And we generally just up-level as leaders. And this is an exclusive group of hands-off CEOs. I haven't found another network like this anywhere. And everyone has growing companies either on their way to seven figures or maybe they're in the multiple seven figures already. And we hang out at this gorgeous beach house and have huge breakthroughs as leaders. And it's just really a lot of fun. And each CEO comes away with a clear plan for what they need to innovate to keep moving past these levels that we're talking about. They also have an opportunity to practice skills coaching their peers and really using that to bring home and coach and develop their own team. 
really we uncover what some of the root causes are that prevent you from growing to the next level. And, you know, they walk away with tools to keep moving forward, you know, new capacity to really move their team to generate bigger results for the company. Because that's really at the stage when you're scaling, it's not about you being more effective. It comes down to you being a more effective leader to actually move other people. And that's where the results happen. And this is what allows them to keep growing profits as they scale up in a way that gives them more and more freedom. And that's what is really possible as you grow and become a hands-off CEO. So that this retreat that we're doing, it's by invite only. You know, lots of masterminds that are worth going to are probably going to be more the, the invite-only type. If you're close to the level where I'm mentioned, reach out. We can talk about it. I have a couple spots open still. My email is mandy at handsoffceo.com. So it's M-A-N-D-I, not Y, M-A-N-D-I at handsoffceo.com. You know, if you are a fit, I just would love for you to be one of those people at this retreat that we're doing and meet you in person. So today we went over how growth actually happens. And It's in levels, it's in plateaus, and you keep innovating and you keep simplifying your business to add more profit. And I shared with you a case study for the stages that we moved through for Melody to immediately cut 11 hours per week off of her schedule and, um, you know, get her weekends back. And then how we found $84,000 of extra profit in her business as like another step up. And then how she was able to scale growth and even step completely away from the business for a time and be able to come back to the business. And it was growing strong and without her there and at the highest cash reserve they ever had had. So if this is something that you'd like to implement into your business, download my free five-step scalability roadmap. It's a checklist my clients use to scale up their custom service businesses and do that in a way where you're using the resources that you already have in your business right now. So To download it, go to handsoffceo.com forward slash roadmap. Thanks so much for listening. If you're finding this content valuable, please be sure to subscribe and leave us an honest review. That really helps us get the word out. And I really appreciate that. We've had a lot of great reviews on this launch we just started. I'm so excited to keep it going and keep adding value to you. And this is Mandy Ellison, host of the Hands Off CEO podcast, signing off. Happy scaling. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hands Off CEO with Mandy Ellison. If you want to work less and make more, make sure you subscribe and get a new episode every week and help spread the word by leaving a review.